Welcome to the Landmark Apostolic Church's podcast. Even, even though you might get aggravated, even though you might get frustrated, you might get weary, and all this stuff's just coming in on you, you stay in prayer and God's going to encourage you. God's going to give you the strength and the faith to keep carrying on that you can walk and say, you know what? Yeah. I've gone through a trial. I've, I've gone through a time in my life. But you know what? God has, has, has gave me the strength to be able to make it. Yeah, that mountain might be big, but I, I know it ain't going to be no problem. Amen. Appreciate this man of God, Brother Warren, and uh, his ministry. Amen. I know that, um, that the Lord speaks to him, speaks through him. And what a, what a hardworking man he is. I appreciate this family so very much, the Warren family. And I don't get that opportunity often to just um, tell my feelings, you know, sometimes about different ones in the church. But I really do uh, have a great admiration for where the Lord has brought him from. Amen. I really do appreciate the, the ministry that God has given to him. And I love to be a part of it flourishing, part of its progression. And this church has been so gracious to allow so many um, men and young men to kind of get themselves established here. Brother Warren's been preaching for a little while now. And I appreciate the fact that that you allow me as a pastor uh, to share this pulpit with other men in this church that feel a call on their life. Every ministry, every, every ministry is unique, Brother Warren. If yours was just like mine or mine was just like Brother um, Joneses or any of the other ministers in here, uh, it, it would it would stifle what God wants to do. But I believe that God uses different men, different lives, different stories to reach different people. Amen. And so, with that being said, I want to bring Brother Warren to this pulpit today. Would you clap your hands to the Lord and just give the Lord your undivided attention over the next few moments? God bless you. Praise the Lord, church. Praise the Lord. Praise God. You know, sometimes I think we we get caught up. daily life try to work take care of your family raise them right and sometimes in the whole grind of things we forget how much God has blessed us. You know, when you sing songs like Him making you white as snow and how precious He is. Sometimes I think we need to step back and we need to examine our life and think about what He brought us from and where we're at now 
And even though life doesn't stop and things happen and people in our family pass away and people walk away from God, and sometimes we have to deal with that stuff, but sometimes we need to just stop. Sometimes we just need to stop, take a deep breath, and ponder of what God has done in your life. That he died on the cross to redeem you back. Knowing that he didn't sin, he didn't do nothing, but he says, you know what, I'm going to be that sacrifice. Sometimes we just need to step back and realize how powerful that really is. That we were headed on the road to hell, but then God stepped into the scene and he said, wait a minute here. I'm putting a wall up. I'm stopping it. I'm going to shed my blood. I'm going to do something because that's my creation. And I love my creation with all my heart, but I want to sup and I want to fellowship with them. Sometimes we get caught up in the grind and we forget what he brought us from and where we're at now that we have a voice that we can praise God and we can lift him up and we can give him all the glory and all the praise and realize who he is that he sits on that throne and that we're just mere clay but he formed something beautiful for his glory that we can be used for the glory of God no matter what you've gone through in your life that you're not too far from saving that he will bring you out and bring you into the light and transform your life that you are precious in his sight we were singing them songs brother rice taught that message I know where the sanctuary is at. I know what he's done in my life. But sometimes we get so weary and laden down and depressed and heavy burdened and we don't know what to do. Make it to the sanctuary. Seek his face and watch him draw you back and give you the strength that you need to carry on for the next day. Amen. I am going to read a scripture. In Romans chapter 3 verse 23. It says, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. All have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Let's go to God in prayer before I start preaching. Definitely, Father God, we pray right now, God. God, that we are here to worship you, God. God, that we come with burdens, God. We come with heaviness, God. But we come here because this is a fuel, fuel, fueling station, God. We come here because we need something from you, God. God, so we can walk out, God, with our heads held high. God, I thank you, God, for what you're going to do in our life. God, I thank you for the word that how powerful it is. I thank you, God. 
that we don't have to walk around with that heavy burden on us that we can give it to you and you'll give us something great. And I thank you and I praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Everybody could be seated if you'd like. To give it a title, Weary. I kind of started preaching some of my message, so I had to read. I was on my way to work. And oh, a couple of weeks back, Bro Rice asked me to teach, and so I was putting something together. And Wednesday, he said, uh, Well, do you want to teach or do you want to preach? I said, Well, if I have a choice, I'd rather preach. He says, unless God gave you something. I said, well, he gave me something, but it's, 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 it's not finished. But on my way to work, Wednesday morning before I even came to church, God gave me something else. And I said, okay. Okay, a change up. And it was weary. In Romans 6 and 23, it says, for the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Now have you ever gone through life? I hope I'm not the only one. Or maybe. If I was the only one. It'd be, I'd seem foolish I guess. But every day. While I'm driving in my car. I ask God. Forgive me. God forgive me. If I fouled up, God, forgive me that I sinned. I didn't even realize it, God, that God, forgive me if I had a bad thought. God, I got flaws. God, I'm human. God, I'm still a work in progress. God, help me. God, forgive me. And you know, sometimes while I'm driving that same road, going to work, it's like every once in a while the devil kind of chimes in and puts his two cents in. I don't even know if it's worth two cents, but to give you guys a perspective. And then I start pondering. It's like my mind goes and I'm not pondering on things of God. I'm not, I'm, I, 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 I prayed and I was talking to God. and So my mind starts going. And then I start getting down on myself. And have you ever felt that every day you're praying? And not that he doesn't hear your prayers, but every day you're praying. And so while I'm driving down the car and I'm talking to God, I'm saying, man, God, I'm sorry. If I met, forgive me in advance, God. And the mind starts going and it's, well, you know, you really... You probably mess up every day. You know, I bet, but you're just wearing God out. He just, he don't want to hear you no more. You know, you're supposed, you, you should be perfect. You're supposed to try, strive to be perfect like Christ. But look at you, you're still asking for forgiveness. God's probably looking down on you. God, God, God probably, you're a waste of my time. 
And as I'm driving, and these thoughts are just popping in my head, and it's kind of like you start getting weary because we pray every single day for forgiveness. We pray for God, God, strengthen me. God, increase my faith. God, God, use me for your glory. God, let me, let me be an example for you, God. God, give me a testimony so I can affect people's lives. And every day we go through life and we might foul up here, we might foul up there. Get caught up in the wrong joke or you might say a cuss word or... I'm not saying I said a cuss word or anything. I'm just, I'm, I'm covering every bow. I want to make sure. <laughs> or maybe you had an addiction to alcohol and thought, wow, I could just hit that bottle one swig. Just anything that we go through life's problems. We go through life's circumstances and we keep asking God, we keep praying to God, we keep reading his word and, 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 and seeking his face and saying, God, God, and the devil steps in and he says, he don't want to hear you no more. Why do you keep praying to him? Oh, just walk away. Just back up. Just go back to your old life. Why do you do it? And little by little, we might not realize it, but little by little, the devil will sit there and start break, try to break you down if you allow him to. Little by little, he'll put thoughts in your head and you start pondering on them. And instead of pondering on them, we should be like, I rebuke that thought yes. and keep on going. Yes. And it started bothering me when I was driving to work. I was like, man, why do I allow the devil to sit there and bug me like that? God wants me to, to ask for forgiveness. God wants me to talk to him. God wants to sup with me and have fellowship with me. Yes. He wants to make me a better person every single day. So if I got to pray to him every single day, then that's what I got to do. But he doesn't get tired of it. He wants to because he can do something with it yes. once you respond, once you do something. Yes. If we don't ask God, you know, I was thinking about this. We pray because we want God's forgiveness. We want his strength. It's the same concept as if we can sit on the couch, turn on our TV, sit back and watch TV all day and say, God, give me a job. And God's saying, get put an application in and I'll get you the job. If we don't pray, we just sit there and every once in a while say, hey, God. And God's saying, why don't you talk to me more? Well, I didn't want to bug you, God. I'm God. I know what you're going through. I know your circumstance. I know your situation. You know, when I was in middle school, when I was in middle school, a teacher, I didn't get to go to school that much. Sometimes I got to go, depend on what, <laughs> my son kind of, well, it's funny now, but it wasn't then, but what parking lot we were living in, in a car. So sometimes I got to go to school and sometimes I didn't. So when it comes to my math skills, they're not very great because I missed all this. But plus and minus, I'm phenomenal. <laughs> but then God gave me a wife that's better at math, so it works out pretty good. The kids say, hey, Dad, I say, talk to your mama. <laughs> nope, that's too hard. <laughs> but the teacher told me, she said, you know what? Because it could be your family member, it could be your friends, it could be just, just speak negativity. And this teacher in middle school, she's like, you know, why don't you just give up? You're living in a car, you're homeless, 
you're in juvenile hall, you're in foster homes, you're in group homes, you're in all this and you're in trouble and you're on probate at six years old, you was walking through juvenile hall trying to do the scared straight thing. You're just a mess. Why don't you just give up? A teacher who's supposed to inspire and encourage you to be, do something great with your life, to learn as much as you can, read the books, do everything you can. And when I found out that I would be the first one in my family to graduate high school, that my brother dropped out in 11th grade, my mom dropped out, my grandpa dropped out to help out the family, that I would be the first one that inspired me to go forward because I want to do something no one in my mom's side of the family has ever done. No matter what the scoffers were saying, no matter what the people were, oh, you, you, you won't ever be nothing. Your mom's got the paper food stamps. You live in a car. Come on. And you just take it in. And you take it in. In 1 John 1, 9 and 10, it says, If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If we say that we have not sinned, we make him a liar and his word is not in us. In John 8, 3 and 6, you see, we go through stuff, we sin, we mess up. Might have laughed at the wrong joke, just walking past. And so for me, when people start making bad jokes, I know I'm going to probably going to laugh. So I just got to walk away. Because later on, I'll be like, oh, God, I don't know why I laughed, God. I'm so sorry. We get into a, we get into a time in our life that we can, I don't ever want to put myself in a category that I don't need to come up to the altar, that I don't need to ask for forgiveness, that I've already made it, that I'm on this pedestal that, hey, look at me. Because like, he's, like, like Brother Rice said, people put you on a pedestal. People automatically assume, well, you're a preacher. You don't sin at all. You, someone must be lying to you. I don't put myself on a pedestal. I try to keep myself humble because I know where I come from. And if I get high-minded, if I get puffed up, and I start thinking that, well, I ain't got to pray no more. And, yeah. and the devil put them thoughts on your head. Well, what's going to happen is I'm going to start backing away from the sanctuary. I'm going to start backing away from paying my Just like you said, I'm going to start backing away from it. Because when, when I start allowing the devil to tempt my mind and, and put thoughts in my head and I start pondering on it, eventually I start backing away from that stuff because I make myself numb to the things of God because now all of a sudden I got it figured out in my head that, oh, I'm just okay, just the way I am because I was baptized in Jesus' name and I was filled with the Holy Ghost and I repented. Well, man, I'm saved. I'm just going to keep on going. No, it's a daily process, a walk that we have to do with God. Yes. And when we get the mind that we don't have to do that stuff no more, we're going to die long because we think that we're just set we're set that we have a contract signed by God saying you are okay go live your life go do what you want sin do whatever because you went through these processes 
And God's saying, no, you need to come to my throne daily. You need to ask me for forgiveness. You need to get a hold of the horns of the altar. Don't grow weary in well-doing. That I am here for you. That I died for you. That he didn't shed his blood for us just to keep on sinning purposely and living our life. And then coming to church. I've said it before. You can't fornicate on Monday and come to church on Sunday and try to worship God. You need to give it all up and give it all to God. And let God transform your life. And when the devil comes in and tries to pull whisper stuff in your you need to rebuke him back to where he come from and say I am a child of God I was bought with the blood with something more precious that God has changed my life that God has stirred me up for something greater devil you are rebuked go back to your pit because I am a child of God and nobody can grip me In Hebrews 13, 5 and 6, it says, Let your conversation be without covetousness and be counted with such things as ye have for. He has said, I will never leave you nor forsake you, so that we may boldly say, The Lord is my helper, and I will not fear what man shall do unto me. You need to realize that when the devil's coming at you, when he's, when he's putting thoughts in your head or when you're at work and pe people don't like you just because you go to church, people making fun of you just because you're apostolic or you might dress a certain way or you might talk a certain way, let me tell you this, if you don't do this, you're going to start doing the other. That if you don't heed to the words of God and you don't grip onto it and you don't start going, you're going to heed to what the devil has. See, there's a lot of people out there that are Christian. Let me reword that. There's a lot of people out there that say they're Christians but don't mind entangling their Christianity with the world. I had a, a buddy, oh, brother Tommy Mattingly. He had a guy come up to him pastor to church, had a daycare. And he said, it's okay if you window shop. Brother Tommy said, no, I don't think so. Aren't you a pastor of a church? It don't hurt as long as you window shop, you just can't touch. And he's telling me this, and he said, he's looking at the guy. Brother Tommy could have jumped on board and been like, yeah. Let's go window shop. So a little time goes by and Brother Tom Madeline comes up to me and he says, hey. I said, yeah. He said, you remember that guy that said, uh, it's okay if you window shop? And I said, yeah, yeah. He pastored the church. They had a daycare. Yeah, he just got arrested for messing with kids. He decided he wanted to take his window shopping even further. That's what's so important that we pray every day. That's why I'm not saying anybody in here is even pondering that in their head. I mean, that's, but that's why we pray. That's why we seek God's faith. That's why we read the Bible. Because you don't ever want anything in the world. You, window shopping, whatever, stealing in the store, just taking that one last little swig, putting that one little needle in your arm. Or standing there and allowing the devil to put thoughts in your head and you're getting weary 
and you ponder, well, I'll go to church, but I'm not fully going to submit myself to God, but I will let people think that I'm doing okay. I will come in with a smile and I'll come in with my head up like, hey, how you doing? Praise the Lord. And inside you're really dying because you've allowed all the thoughts and, and, and the people of the world and the things of the world to start corrupting you on the inside and you start getting numb to the Spirit of God. And it starts breaking you down. I see people all the time that say, well, I ain't going to church nowhere, but I'm going to read my Bible. No, you need to go to church. Well, I'm going to read my Bible. Yeah, but that's all. You need to go to church because you need the fellow. Well, we don't have to go to church. For night, for forsake not the assembling of one another. Iron sharpeth iron. You need to get in with people that are going to fellowship with you, that are going to talk about the Bible, that are going to talk about what Christ did in your life. King David said, encourage yourself in the Lord. You need to get in that book and read it, but come around people of like faith and say, hey, look what God did in my life. See, because it's through the prayer. Even, even though you might get aggravated, even though you might get frustrated, you might get weary, and all this stuff's just coming in on you. You stay in prayer and God's going to encourage you. God's going to give you the strength and the faith to keep carrying on that you can walk and say, you know what? Yeah, I've gone through a trial. I've, I've gone through a time in my life. But you know what? God has, has, has gave me the strength to be able to make it. Yeah, that mountain might be big, but I, I know it ain't going to be no problem. But I, I know I'm going to make it. Yes. In Galatians 6 and 9, it says, And let us not be weary in well-doing, for in due season we shall reap if we faint not. We shall reap if we faint not. In plain man terms, what's that mean? Keep on trucking, baby, because your blessing's fixing to come. Keep on standing on the word of God because your blessing's fixing to come. That God's not mocked concerning you. If he said he's going to bless you, he's going to bless you. But we need to go to him in prayer. We need to call on his name. If we allow the weariness to really control us and consume us, then we'll be just like everybody else. As we can walk down the street and think, I'm still saved. Walk away, don't pray, don't talk to God, don't read our Bible, still say hi to the same people. Even come sit down in church and even clap hands and still say, I'm good. I think of it like this. When I, I was trying to ponder in my head, say you have someone working with you. And you're his boss. And you show that person and you show that person and they keep messing up. And you show the person again and they keep messing up. And they're saying, man, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, I I just can't. Figure it out. And he's apologizing over and over and over. And you can say, you know what? No, you know, we're friends and you know, I'm your boss, and no, no, I'm done with you. No, you're fired. 
And I was thinking of that when I was pondering about God. Is that boss can keep trying to train him or figure out different ways to train him. Say, maybe you're a do it person, not just a reader. Maybe you watch the, the video on how to do this or... There's multiple ways to train someone to be able to get them to pick it up or trigger different things in their brain. But if you mess up so much time on a job, you, usually they say, you know what, you've cost us too much money. Sorry, you're going to have to go, we're going to have to lay you off. But with God, you know, we mess up on a daily basis. We mess up on a daily basis when we go to God in prayer and we, we might be driving down the street and say, you know what, God, you know what, man, I'm sorry. God, I know I, you're probably getting tired of it, God. I mean, this is how I talk to God. God, you're probably getting tired of it. Man, I come to you every day and I ask for your forgiveness, God. God, and I mess up every day, God. God, I want to be a good father. God, God, I want to be a good, good husband, God. God, I want to be able to provide for my family, God. God, but sometimes I fail in that area and I feel I'm not really being the, being the, 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 the man, the head of the household that you really want me to be, God. God, the funds might not be coming in like they're supposed to. And God, I, I need your help, God. God, I know you're probably getting tired. And God's saying, I'm not getting tired. I want you to speak to me. Yes. I shed my blood just for that. Yes. I shed my blood to forgive you. I shed my blood that I will give you that strength, but I'm going to give it to you because in faith you ask, knowing that I'm going to give it to you, knowing that I'm going to give you that encouragement. We all go through stuff. We all go through circumstances. And sometimes we get weary. And sometimes we think about, you know what, just forget it. I'm just going to give it up. Sometimes God's just got to be tired of me. But can I encourage you today? He's not tired of you talking to him. He's not tired of you asking for forgiveness. He's not tired of when you mess up as long as you keep getting up. When you fall down and you ask God, God, I am sorry. God, forgive me. God, give me the strength. Give me a spiritual backbone that I can stand up against the, 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 the fight of the devil, God. And God says, I will do it. And you know what? It might not be that very moment. And it might not be a week. And I think Brother Rice was, I think it was Brother Rice, uh, Bryce. Jones talked about, it, I think, that it might not be right there. But it, he might be working over here to take care of a situation over here. To bring it to you over here. So don't, don't, don't let your, don't, don't let your heart be troubled that, that even though your prayer might not come forth right then and, and you might be feeling weary, you might be feeling frustrated and drugged down and stuff like that, that, that God's working something in the background that you got to believe that, that he's not going to sit there and let you just struggle, but he's building character in you. But when you're at your weakest point, when you're at your weakest point, his strength is made known in your life. Yeah. That sometimes we have to go through a weary time in our life. Sometimes there's got to be a blowout in our life. Sometimes there's something's got to take place in our life. But then because we come to church, because we fast, 
because we pray, because we read our word, we know that we got to take it to him in prayer and say, God, I had a blowout and you're the only one that can fix it. God, I might be weary and I'm struggling, but God, you know how to fix it. God, give me the right mind to be able to know what I'm supposed to do. If I got to stand, then I'm going to stand. If you want me to move, then I'm going to move. But take this weary away from me. Give me the strength that I can keep on going forward, God. When people tell me God doesn't do this no more, and God doesn't do that no more, and, 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 and remember, remember what he brought you from. Remember when you came to church and God, you got baptized in Jesus' name. Remember when he filled you with the Holy Ghost. That when he filled you, you spoke in other tongues. And you felt something supernatural in your life. And it was at that point in your life that you realized there was something more powerful in the world. That God did something in your life. That God is real because you felt him, you experienced him. You had... You were speaking in tongues of angels that God was doing something in your life. Let me tell you something, them tongues of angels that when you're feeling weary, when you're feeling down, when you don't know what to do, you need to get on your knees and you need to speak in that heavenly prayer language. Get down and fight them battles and let God do something in your life. Just lift him up. Give him praise. Let them tongues start flowing. Let the spirit of God start moving and God will lay a banquet before your enemies. He will fight your battle and he will bring a victory in your life because you're not a victim because who you serve and who you worship amen amen the altar's open if you just need encouragement just coming up here doesn't mean you've backslidden it doesn't mean you're ready to walk out the door but coming up here means you know what sometimes I need that strength sometimes I need that encouragement sometimes I just need someone to pray for me because it's going to be a rough day or I work at a place where they're just harsh to me because I go to church because I want Sundays off you know I worked at Walmart a long time ago and I said hey I need Sundays off for church and he said well you know what we might, you need it because in the state of Illinois under the, 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 the constitutional law or whatever we have to do best of our ability work with you on your religious beliefs but if we do this you might not get the hours that you're getting and when I worked there we got 40 hours on third shift doing the maintenance it's the only shift that got 40 hours so I wanted off for church and I want church come and sing and hear the preaching and feel the power of God and the boss comes and says yeah but if we don't need you that day you might not work so you might only get 30 hours instead of 40 and then you start thinking oh man my bills oh oh man what am I going to do we need to know who we serve we need to know who's in charge and say that's okay I'll take my day off and the one you want to give me so I can come and get my strength from God. I can come and get my worship. My God owes the cattle on a thousand hills. Yeah, you might be a billion dollar company at Walmart, 
but my God owns everything and he will supply my needs but I'm putting my faith in him and putting my church before I put my work because God is going to do it for me the altar's open you need prayer come on up there's room at the cross if you're weary if you're laden down come get prayed for if you are at the point you're like you know I don't know if this is worth it come and get that strength let us pray for you let us pray that, that God gives you that right mind to keep on moving forward to keep fighting the fight of faith to say I'm not going to give up thank you for listening to the Landmark Apostolic Church podcast you can follow this podcast for more great episodes from the Landmark family if you are ever in our area, our doors are open on Sundays at 10 a.m. and Wednesday at 7 p.m. Thank you once again for listening to the Landmark Apostolic Church's podcast. God bless.